gonna Meisner his ass. <laughs> I still don't know what that is. But, <laughs> it but, sounded like you did. I was convinced for a second. I was like, wow. <laughs> you go, Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> but I have no idea what that is. Theater fight. Get him. <laughs> <laughs> did you see him do that Meisner kick? No, there's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> Meisner, Meisner, Meisner. Punch. Meisner. <laughs> Your eyes are blue. Your eyes are blue. Your eyes are blue. That's a Meisner technique. See, see uh, uh, yeah, it might have been funny. I don't know. I, I, was thinking, I feel like I should laugh because that might be a good one. I don't know. I still don't know what those techniques are. <laughs> and yet you were still working more than most professional actors in this town. Um, that's because I'm a whore. That's why I will take whatever see, job. I will everyone take whatever has a job. <laughs> She'll take whatever she gets. Everyone has a method. Yeah, <laughs> see, everyone has a method, yeah. To another week of Oi Kukui. This is Ricky Ariza. And Ernesto Ortiz. And behind the glass, we have. Carlos Ramirez. Oh, I forgot. Uh, I turned on his mic. You see that? <laughs> <laughs> he was just a prophet for his. Yeah, yeah. He was just to let him comment. Yeah. I can't hear you. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Uh, how's everyone doing? Good. Good, yeah. good, 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 good. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I'll start. Uh, productive week. I mean, getting <laughs> stuff done. Um, having a couple of side gigs lined up because uh my yes. my current position at ASU it's a grant funded position, but um that comes to an end in June. So I've been working since January, just kind of like trying to hustle and get uh gigs lined up. So I'm not left without work, and a lot of that's coming together. So that's oh, just nice. been what's what's happening, and some really cool stuff coming up. Side hustles, side hustles, teaching, acting, all that's good stuff. Teaching, acting. Yeah. yeah. How about you? How are you doing? Same stuff. Um, let's see. There's a few. Sh- you know, without even trying, I've been getting booked on uh, a few shows. Um, Book, well, like TV shows? No, 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 no. Like new, uh, new comedy. Mean, like TV, but yeah, uh, new, comedy, new shows, comedy shows. So. Yeah, yeah. TV shows would be great. TV shows would be great because because <laughs> I know you're always doing commercial work. I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. I haven't for a while. And you know, they they've reached out to. The the agency I'm with has reached out and has asked, uh, "Where are you?" Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's good. So, uh, I know, but it just takes a lot of time. So, um, um, yeah, yeah. No, just... no, I because I, I, I I'm in that world right now because I'm working an admi- an administrator job and I haven't done that like ever. So I've been doing it for like going a year and a half now, going out two years, and yeah. I'm like, I'm I'm kind of glad that the contract's coming to an end, only because I got the itch to get back out and do yeah. the hustle. Like that's what Ooh, I want. Yeah. I miss that. So it's, it's my thing. I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't know if I do so well in the normal nine to five, or you know, not the traditional like office nine to five. Yeah, like, that's okay though. I I I'm because, itching to get back. Uh, yeah, because it can suck the life out of you. It can for some people, and I yeah, I need to change. So I'm I'm excited about the hustles. You should do up. some just some TV work, even if it's you like know, extra work. To be honest, uh, I did think about it because I was with Leighton Agency oh, yeah, for a yeah. while, but then I told him to put me on hold, and I haven't activated. This has been years. But I've been thinking about reaching out to someone, either an agency or something, and, yeah. and seeing if I can get some commercial work or shoot work because I've never really tried to pursue that. But I'm like, hey, side hustle, why not? Yeah, and they, like, there's some things like you're, you're just standing there and acting like yourself and right. they pay you $500. Right. It's crazy. So yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out Allegedly. to some folks and see like, hey, what could happen? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Good. Can we get you a new headshot? I do need a new headshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we were, we were, yeah. 
uh, Ricky I showed, has I, a headshot from 1972. I, it's it's not that old, but it is one of the, yeah, it's bad. Like and it's black and white. That's black, what I love so much. Well, that was when like that was the that, thing that where was like the the, thing. like theater headshots were black and white. Yeah. You know, film and commercial work was color. You know, but <laughs> yeah, I have I have it because I haven't updated it because I was fortunate enough to get a job with like Child's Play. And never had to audition. Like literally, once I got the job, I didn't really have to audition again. Yeah, because I had keep, consistent work yep, with them. Yeah. So then I never updated it. And and as I've started to do more like professional directing work, and you know, just kind of like growing up as a person, I'm like, yeah. I should have a professional photo because they're this so one expensive. Is, though. You know, they're not that bad. And I'm actually trying to like see if anyone else needs to get one because sometimes if you know if you bring like a group in, yeah, it's a little bit cheaper. But I'm willing to make that investment. You know who did? You know who did my last come one? Come and help, uh, Scott Kirby. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes yeah. And yes. he has like a he a lot of times he has like a good special where it's yeah. like like one look, but yeah, but yeah, still, yeah, that's the look. Yeah, that's great. He always makes it look great. Yeah. The, yeah. Scott Kirby. He he's the one who did Drag Race stuff. Yep. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 You should go. You should call him. I hey, should Scott. call him. I should because I work with I work with Brad Tobias, who's been um, his his alter ego, uh, Kim Etiquette, drag uh-huh. queen, has been shot by Scott Kirby. So I should. Uh, yeah. I should yeah. Reach out to Scott. Be like, dude, help me out. <laughs> Help we, me out. We went totally a, a different direction. <laughs> <laughs> Let's work on the show headshots. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking for headshots, headshots. <laughs> Anyways, how have you been, Carlos? Yeah. Oh, I've been fine. Uh, uh, thank you for asking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's just he's just waiting. Look at him, just waiting at the edge of a seat. Thought- Are they going to ask me? Are they going to ask me? Are they going to ask me? <laughs> hey, they didn't ask Ernie, so I guess they asked me. Um, what? <laughs> you don't want that to happen because <laughs> there's some things I get into <laughs> I'm far more interested in what happened during your week than because <laughs> what was mine like I went around the state and took uh, beautiful pictures of beautiful things see that's the thing like, Man, like well, that like, sounds interesting like, I, love, I love how it's just like well I don't know I just I do this I'm like, you this. like literally kick it in nature all day yeah, pretty much. taking pictures yeah. and I'm like that's you know I'd be dead fucking, if I had your job. It's the dream, dude. I literally yeah. would be dead if I had a job. <laughs> I'm allergic to everything. No. Yeah. So I they'd find me in the middle of a, like <laughs> face down in some flowers. <laughs> you, you would have been bitten by so much stuff. Like, oh, I don't no, know. No. 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 <laughs> well, I don't know if bug bites are that bad, but just like even right now, I'm trying not to like uh, cough into the microphone because we just had crazy weather here and it rained and then all the beautiful flowers came out and I'm literally dying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, my yeah. asthma's getting. A it's bad. pretty bad. Yeah. I hate it, so and li- I even have to get injections too. Because oh, really? Of it. Yeah. Now, see, I'm worried. It doesn't work. <clears throat> well, I'm worried when the when the allergies when the allergy season happens because then my asthma gets worse. But I started worrying because my contract ends in June, which also means my health insurance ends in June. So Obamacare, I'm like, uh, asthma, like Obamacare. I, I need to stock up or something. <laughs> yeah. Hurry. Yeah, because you have good benefits the, right now. Go get all the appointments yeah. right now. For ten years' sake, just go. I'll just, just go. go. Say makeups, makeup ailments, so you can get just like <laughs> free orthotics that you can sell later. Do you like Liza stuck up on pills, man? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they're ten dollars a pop. I mean, we're yeah. not advocating for that, but so, you know. But when you know when, when that insurance runs out because the country <laughs> don't take care of us, yeah. you gotta like, take the, advantage of it. And the great tragedy <laughs> is the American healthcare system. I mean, if we're gonna talk about it, don't even get me started, please. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. It sucks, man. My insurance sucks. I don't even uh, I don't even use it half the time when I go to the doctor. Same. Yeah, I, I just pay the clinic, mm. the concierge clinic, the free clinic. No, I wish I could go there. I wish I had the patience to go there. Yeah, I did go to the not the free clinic, but I went to the one of the 
downtown clinics because it was just cheaper to go there than to go to my actual doctor and pay the copay that I had. Oh man, have you? You know what I hate about that? I went one time because I uh, I had Bell's palsy. Yeah. Oh yeah. really? Yeah, it was the craziest thing. That I was, freaks me out. I really don't. Yeah. yeah, I woke up and I couldn't shut my eye. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was trying to drink water and stuff was falling all over the place. Yeah, that freaks oh, me out. Oh my gosh! But I went to like the free clinic in in Goodyear or in Avondale at the time, um, and uh, um, but I hated filling out that uh that questionnaire because my mom took me right because I think I was like nineteen or something. Uh, yeah something and uh my mom took me and uh and then the questionnaire is like do you sleep with men or women and she's watching me <laughs> really were you yeah, were, were, were yeah, you out at this time I was like, what's yeah. the answer yeah i was out <laughs> you were out I, I was like do i have to answer this she's like it's up to you you're an adult I was like, it's true oh. no i told you said no <laughs> no i know the biggest whore <laughs> your mom's like mm-hmm. she's like yeah right no one believes anything <laughs> Still funny till this day. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by Teatro Bravo. Since the summer of 2000, Teatro Bravo has entertained Phoenix audience with its topical, engaging, and thought-provoking theater that tells the stories of the Latinx experience here in Phoenix and around the world. To find out more about Teatro Bravo, please visit www.teatrobravo.org. So anyways... <laughs> We wanted to talk this week about. Oh yeah, yeah, we have a topic. Yeah, yeah, we have some. I feel like we're more well, organized we than we've ever been. <laughs> we're, no, we're, we're like, super and we don't organized. even know what to do now. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that, uh, uh, as we were throwing ideas around in our little text, 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 our, our production meeting, the production meeting, yeah, the texting, the group text that we have, um, uh, was this idea of talking about uh, horror films, but not just specifically horror films, but talking about queerness in horror films and how. Um, queer representation um, embeds itself in horror and what that has looked like over the years and just I think things that kind of like affected each of us in different ways mm-hmm. um, whether we didn't know about them or whether they're you know I think I mean yeah I think we just, just talking about what that is and then I think it's interesting you are talking about this earlier how you know Carlos being the straight gentleman in this conversation just how represent wh- how <laughs> Yeah, just seeing that, like, 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 seeing queerness in film and what that reaction yeah. looks like. Because you are a filmmaker, so you definitely have a lot of history. And you a lot definitely of, have queerness. You definitely have queerness <laughs> in your films. No, but you definitely have a lot of you know experience doing it. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I looked at this. Uh, we, I think we all kind of review the same literature, the same articles, kind of getting it ready for this. And when I saw uh, the list of um, films that were considered queer horror. Um, I was shocked. I mean, yeah. some of them, some of them were like, uh, obvious, you know, like, uh, oh, Silence of the Lambs. There's that, you know, uh, trans context to it as well. I was like, oh, okay. That made perfect sense. But there was one, uh, the very first one, Rebecca. Right. Had Wait, no what idea. Is Rebecca? Rebecca was a film in the 1930s. It was one of- 1940. Uh, 1940s, I'm sorry. It was one of Hitchcock's early films. Oh, and, I love uh, him. Essentially what it's about is um, this young woman marries into this very wealthy family and uh, she feels like she's being haunted by the spirit of the of the dead uh, dead wife named Rebecca. Oh, oh. By the way, for any literature people out there, the name Rebecca is always symbolic of the unattainable woman. So really, yeah, I'm yeah, gonna change my name to Rebecca. Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca. But yeah, and there's, Becky. <laughs> but there's a character in the film. <laughs> what? <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Where's Kelly? 
Um, but no, there's a character in the film. She's like the the maid, and she has like uh, she has like this fondness for the, the deceased wife, and like it comes out in really different ways. Like you know, she she um what is it? she she reminisces about the the the, the deceased wife, and she talks about how um, it's in the article, and she says she talks about how like you know she would help the the Rebecca um you know undress after parties while fondling her undergarments. Oh, it, what exactly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was like, oh, this is what's ha- this is the inspiration for single white female. Yeah, it's not like that right oh single white female right. oh you know what i liked when she like was it that one where she hit her in the head with the tacon <laughs> <laughs> i think that oh, is the one i love that one <laughs> killing a man with a high heel with that, a is high heel. that is queer that is queer <laughs> yeah that is a gay way to die yeah <laughs> But I think, you know, I think what was intriguing about talking specifically about queerness and is because, yeah, because like there are films that that are so subversive that we don't realize it until we either a uh, scholars will break it down and and scholars slash movie nerds will sit there and break it down and say, hey, look, these these themes are here. Or we find out years later that um, like actual creators of the work come come out quote unquote and say hey this is what i was trying to do and that's like in the case of freddie uh nightmare on elm street 2 um so and we'll get and we'll get to that nightmare on elm street 2 yeah so wait which one was that one it was with the the only um uh how do you say the final 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 boy boy. the final boy it's the second one so Uh so we'll get to that in a second i'm trying to remember so it's too good it's too good so so to kind of give everyone some context like uh we're gonna start with uh talking about the Hayes code so the What's Hayes that? the Hayes Code um, was essentially kind of um, how do you want to say it like a it was like a best rules and practices sort of a thing yeah. it was it wasn't I don't know if it was regulatory but it was definitely an influence it, it was is pre- it Hayes like a name or Hayes like like you get Hayes in college uh, it's a it looks like Hayes like a name H A Y S oh okay yeah. um, so it, yeah it was in effect from thirty four to sixty seven I didn't realize that but but basically like it's this code that is saying hey film needs to be able to like be positive or it's like it's helping to shape the culture the concept so, yeah the concept was like it, it has to be socially responsible right oh and in you know america's eyes and in the system's eyes you know homosexuality <laughs> is a depravity is is wrong so anything so if any kind of queerness wanted to be represented in film at all you know it had to live in you know either very very underground or it had to be in the subtext and it wasn't like straightforward or if any kind of queer character um, was evident in a film, it was always a villain and it was always a bad person. Wait, there's a, but the, with the, I mean, uh, in horror, maybe it might be different, but um, there was a, a lot of times you'd see films and there was like that flamboyant guy. Right. Yeah. But, right. Uh, so it was always like a butt of a joke or yeah, it was always uh-huh. someone who was either like a villain or like an idiot or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or it was never directly but associated they, with them being gay. It was yeah. just them being flamboyant. They were just flamboyant. Being, you know, yeah. yeah. Them being odd or whatever. He's just like that. He's just. That's, what, that's like what my cousin would say. No, he's just like that. He was exactly. Raised, he was raised by women. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> or the fop. Right. Um. So. Yeah, so essentially, like a lot of early film was like super, you know, super subversive when it was trying to um, depict queerness. So I don't know. I think I want to start. Um, who? Uh... Okay, so you mentioned Rebecca. Um, actually, yeah. I'm going to backtrack for a second. Sorry. I think I. So so what I brought to the table, and we can go any direction we want with this. I brought to the table. So 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 all of us are referencing a specific article um, from Vulture magazine that talks about oh, the, yeah. the fifty five queer cinematic Essential films. Essential queer see. horror films. 
And I made a list of of ten from there that I felt kind of I you know um, defined my kind of journey of of looking at queerness in films. Not even just my journey, but I think what is kind of considered uh, popular ones in the genre. Because I do identify as a big horror movie nerd, like going to conventions, volunteering at conventions. Oh, like that's that right. Kind, like I that forgot about that. Like that kind of nerd, and. That, you know, so I'm, I'm to go back. Like I think the one I want to start with because it's the earliest one that I remember growing up, um, and finding it odd and finding it really um, terrifying, but also kind of hot at the same time is Nightmare on Elm Street Two: Freddy's Revenge. Oh yeah, yeah. So Nightmare on Elm Street was like super popular. You had Johnny Depp in it, and and yeah. it was just you know John, Johnny Depp being like this teen idol at the time. So it was like yeah, super was great film. They do a sequel. And this time they decide, you know, to move away from any of the characters other than Freddy, uh, move away from any of the other teenagers that we see in the first film. Mm -hmm. And it centers around this boy who um, now lives in the house with his family. Okay. And it's just from like, basically the the concept is like Freddy um, kind of possesses the boy's body. And at night the boy is actually doing these killings. Oh. But everything from like the 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 nightmares that this boy is having the way he screams the way he holds us up the secret that he just is holding on and his family just doesn't understand <laughs> and like as you just watch the journey of this of this kid in high school it's it's the journey of a gay boy who's figuring um, himself out and and <laughs> I want to watch it really now. is totally and i mean but even, he has but it's even the nails or knives it's even the imagery like the like like there's um a predatory um coach in it at one point yeah. and uh the boy is on a journey in the city at night and ends up in a leather daddy bar yes but it's not considered gay it's just considered the rough bar but oh. you're like girl this is a the big, rough bar this is anvil it's going to get rough this is this is shoot this is this yes. is this is a leather bar and then you know, so then Freddie takes takes over him at one point. <laughs> takes, get out of here. Takes over the kid <laughs> and then, oh and then kills this this coach in a later scene. But then the death scene is like a towel ass whipping scene in the shower. Like what? like the like the sub yeah. like it's just not even trying at all. However, the filmmaker and the writer are like, no. The writer was like, No, it's not a gay film. It's just what I wrote. And then like 30 years later he's like yeah it's a total gay film oh my god but but i mean to i i to do a breakdown of it like it would take a whole episode the towel whipping is what i like but has have you ever had that happen to you it it's hurts. horrible it's, it's horrible, horrible. Yeah, i mean i, I want to die but cheeks bled like he died it, <laughs> that wasn't from the towel <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no but but that was one film like watching it and and seeing that idea of the convention of the scream queen Literally taken to a scream queen, right? Like literally, wow! It's a it's a man who is the scream queen, screaming like even his voice is super high, and just <laughs> yes. he becomes this victim, which is something that was never really done in slasher films at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So is the, the a girl who's yeah. a virgin, who you know, and any male kind was of, he hot? He was cute, and, and I mean the actor himself is gay in real life, but was in the closet when he made this. Oh my god, film. who is it? Oh yeah, oh, it's a uh, I can't remember. Let me I need to look up his name. Oh my yeah. God! Is it that guy from uh, no. Who's the Boss? Oh, no, he did no. one. He did one film. <laughs> Funny story: Danny Pintaro was in Cujo, which was not a queer. Yeah, Danny film. Pintaro. Doesn't he live here? I don't know. Yeah, I think he does. <laughs> but to go off of what you're talking about, like uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, there were so they jam packed so much like underlying homoeroticism and homosexuality in the film. Like, what is it? Both the the actor and the screenwriter were closeted. They denied the homosexuality. There is a scene and where um, what is it? 
the guy that I forget the main character's name. He he uh, literally has it's Jesse, and the actor's name is Mark Patton. Mark Patton, and he goes to conventions and stuff. He's Mark all, Patton. Mark yeah. Patton. Yeah, he's he's. This is actually the only film he's. I believe the only film he's done. Um, right now, yeah, he's on the. He's in the horror uh, conventions. Man, you yeah. do one gay film and you get to two of these conventions. It's Not crazy. What I need to do. I need a gay part. <laughs> <laughs> Sylvester Stallone broke the mold. But there's a scene like, what is it? Because uh, what is it? The idea is that Freddy is inside of him. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then like he, when he, I guess, falls asleep, like Freddy breaks out and like you can see like Freddy's face pushing through his skin. And oh, yeah. I yeah. have seen this. And then like, yeah. So and like he emerges out of him and he's ready to kind of, you know, murder people with his fabulous nails. Uh-huh. And, yes. <laughs> yes. and wasn't that the first time that Freddy used the phrase bitch at the end of something? Oh. We're like, we're like, that's uh, Rick. I always think of Rick and Morty because Rick and Morty does it great like they make fun of freddy krueger on that but it's like every, what, welcome welcome to the nightmare bitch like, oh. like everything ends in bitch and yeah. it just cracks me up remember like, like it started in did that you film. guys ever uh call the the 900 freddy krueger line no but i remember seeing that I, I called it did you really yeah i did it because you know because <laughs> i was a bad kid and uh, uh but <laughs> but the thing is you call and then you give him your number and then the, freddy would call you Oh really? Yeah, oh, so like on your birthday back. or something? <gasps> and he called, and my dad's like, "Who's this?" <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. I know. I would want that now. I know it was probably like thirty dollars, but uh, <laughs> That's okay. worth every penny. worth every... it. Oh my god, I want earn that ass whooping. That's fine. Yeah, I wish they had a Walter Mercado one. <laughs> can you imagine when they'd call me? Yes, oh, yes, I can. Yeah, that would be amazing. He would go broke. Yeah, I would go broke. Yeah, I did. I I bought the calendar. Did you guys, did you guys never know that he had a calendar. I yeah, you yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, this. it was the Walter Mercado calendar. Yeah, it was God. great. It had all the astrological signs and and uh, you know Capricorn. Uh huh. Yeah, all of his uh his different poses with the big hair. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of men who wore wigs, another film on that list oh. that really spoke to me. Uh, get this, Psycho. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, for sure, he wore yeah. a wig. Oh, he was in Dragon one point. Yes. Right? He was a crossdresser. Yes. He, he was a crossdresser. He was. He, well, it, the character was. Yeah, he dressed in his mother's clothes. Oh yeah, he was a. Yeah. Why? Uh, abandonment issues like uh yeah i, I mean, mean like deep-seated if i'm I mean, gonna do that i mean i don't want to have my mom's outfit. i mean that's kind of the i mean but that's kind of like the the intrigue i think of it is because the entire film is a mystery like you don't know what happens like nothing is revealed until the last yeah 10 minutes and you actually like see oh my god it's him the whole time yeah. and you just find out that it's um i mean you know i mean they don't really dig into wise until later yeah. sequels but yeah. even those it's like eh. they talk about it how they how they frame it is that her, his, his he had a very weak personality his mother was very domineering yeah. Yeah. and uh so like uh because <laughs> of his domineering mother he basically took on her personality when she died because he couldn't handle being without her and so i just thought it was really fascinating that you have this i mean it's this whole oedipal complex was this kid latino because <laughs> like, it sounded like my life right now. <laughs> you're watching him stab like that poor actress in the shower you're like this is so me <laughs> i relate i relate <laughs> but no basically it was like you know a wayfish young man who dabbled in transvestitism as a way to cope with the loss of his mother mm-hmm. by killing women with a knife right. i mean that's a book right there and then didn't but didn't gus van sant Redo it with a Gus Van Sant. Yes, he did, which is interesting because Gus Van Sant is a you know queer director. But so so those of you who don't know, Gus Van Sant did a shot for shot remake of Psycho in the late nineties, I think yeah. early two thousands. Vince Vaughn, um, Vince Vaughn, and oh, uh, and yeah, H. yeah, oh, and, and H was in it, and H was in it. Uh, but 
what was interesting is there's one moment in Psycho where uh, when she starts undressing before she goes into the shower, he's watching her uh, through a peephole. And in the in, and in and in the but see this is what's interesting is in, in the Hitchcock <laughs> version, he's just watching her right and the uh-huh. music's the score the music is scoring it so it's just this really beautiful shot and creepy shot, um but then in Gus Van Zandt's version he has him uh, jerking off <gasps> you or you you hear it like so he's watching it and you just hear masturbation happening and I was like that's a different that like turns very it very different that, yeah that, that turns it and that's yeah that was just something I thought was an interesting. Addition. I don't think I necessarily agreed well, with it, but it, it changes the nature of the character because, like you know, in this, in the context of like whether or not he's a, sim- a symbolism of like queerness. I mean, he's like just a young man who just has no sensibility towards like you know uh, heterosexual um, you know uh, attraction. So all of a sudden, you make him straight, right? Well, then, oh, there yeah, goes yeah. your queer hero. And right. and honestly, I will say this: Norman Bates is the queer hero of that film because you hmm. s- you sympathize with him. Like when you see that uh, when you see him push Marion, that's her name. Uh, when he pushes Marion's car into the mud, it sinks and then it stops, and you're like, "Oh, they're gonna catch him!" And you're oh, like, "Oh, well, yeah. that's a true reaction." Yeah. Mm. So you know, your queer hero. I mean, yeah, he's got issues, but. What gay doesn't? Yeah, I'm looking I, at you. Wh- wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, I mean, then. You're privileged. <laughs> Acknowledge your privilege. Know your Acknowledge privilege. your privilege. Check your privilege. No, you're privileged to know us. My straight Thank privilege. you. So check your privilege. The, yeah, <laughs> check your privilege, you stray guy. Stealing gay fashion. We did it first. Using words you like do it a season after. Uh. <laughs> we had bears first. <laughs> you guys had lumberjacks fashion. Fuck you. <laughs> Speaking of fashion, one also that I really loved, and uh, also gay director, um, The Lost Boys. Oh, yes. The Lost Boys is great. It was a I great love... movie. It scared me. It and actually gay. scared me. <laughs> was it gay? It, it well, yeah, it was is. very gay. So I got to watch it again. Like Schumacher. Would... Yes. Who is a gay director. And deliberately, well, they, yeah, he did, he did say you were going to, he's like, it's, it is gay. However, it was more like gay, like, he wanted to make a fabulous music video movie. Oh yeah, like well, a it horror was. movie, music video yeah. film. Right, mm-hmm. everyone needed to look sexy. Everyone need like even the oh, and they were the, the dirtiest, gross vampires were were fucking hot and were cool. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to be them. Yeah, you know that I remember that scene when that he's like eating rice and that rice turns into maggots. Right. Ah, that's scary. It's <laughs> not. I don't like to eat rice still because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ooh. <laughs> no, but I, 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 so it was like. It was this, the idea of like this group of like really good looking vampires on one end, mm-hmm. but then you have the little brother, uh, Corey Haim, where like he was kind of androgynous, like the way he dressed, like he was very like fashion forward. He did it like if you watch the stuff, like his outfits are yeah, just right. it's very qu- queer. Like you don't know, you don't yes. know if he's necessarily. And there was some outfits in that. And there was just like, like yes. dance scene, like scenes that he would be singing to himself yeah. in the bathtub and. Yeah. Just all these kinds of like elements in the character, like like I don't think he was necess- maybe he wasn't necessarily an out gay character, but it's like there's something queer about him, and yeah. I and I found that fascinating as a young mm. queer kid to like as, as as I'm watching like the entire like cast, you know, if you if you look at the cast in one big like shot, you're like, who do I most kind of identify with and you're like that weird like eccentric looking one who (laughs) who like watches movies listens to music and reads comic books and and shit like that and he's only and it's a mama's boy yes 
and he makes friends with boys. He has no interest in girls. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh. He wears a shirt, the half shirt that said "Born to Shop." Yes. Yeah. 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 And then he had a picture. He had a poster on his wall of a shirtless Rob Lowe. Well, I mean, who didn't? Right. Well, exactly. I mean, come but on see, now. But see, that, that was the Rob thing. Lowe. But that's the thing. Like, like you look at it, and you're like, he could be any just teenage kid. But at the same time, looking at it as a queer person, you're like, that's I see myself in that. Like, there's there's some elements of, <laughs> of queerness in Girl. that. That's interesting. Hey, did you have pictures of boys on your on your wall? I did. You did. I did. You know, I, I uh, had pictures, but I was always like, oh, this is like the group that I like. N- my mom, biggest new kids on the block fan. Biggest. I had no idea. Biggest. Uh, 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 uh. My my first crush was uh, Jonathan. Jonathan well, uh, yeah, he's the one everyone liked. I saw them recently in concert. I was amazed. I was like, this is why these guys are famous. It was the best show ever. <laughs> They're good. They're good. <laughs> Whoa. Anyways, but uh, no, I used to have uh, posters of like Jenna Jameson and- Really? And-, and um, What's the girl that used to uh, Jenny? No, oh, Jenny McCarthy or Pam Jenny Anderson? McCarthy. There you go, Jenny oh, yeah. McCarthy and Carmen Electra and Madonna on my walls, right? right. Yeah, <laughs> and my mom's like, when I told her I was gay, she didn't believe me. And she oh, goes, really? If you're gay, why do you have all those girls on your wall? And like, she has no clue that I'm like, yes, because I want to be them bitches. <laughs> <laughs> It's my vision board, mom. Yes, yes, my vision. It was a mixture, yeah. I was like, yes, yes. For me, it was a mixture. It was like the boy groups that I liked and like Janet Jackson and stuff like that. But yeah, total yeah. boy stuff. Oh, yeah, it was in Janet Jameson. That's a little... That's a little real that's, porny. That's Back real, then, a she was porny. a little more human looking, so... Yeah, I don't think she was there yet. I mean, I think she was still doing porn when oh, I yeah. came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she had messed up teeth. Yeah, she did. And then she got Howard Stern famous. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, I actually know what you're talking like, Yeah. That, that's a great context. Like, <laughs> Howard Stern famous. And then and then her teeth got all fixed. She got real pretty. And she got a, bought a house in Scottsdale. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Upgrade to silicone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's her job. Yeah. yeah. It's a business investment. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if she can write that off. She, yeah, she did. <laughs> wow. If she itemized. If she itemized. With the new tax code, I bet she would owe. Yeah, because everyone's owing. Peachy Trump. Uh, yeah, yeah. Went to something else. Sorry, I derailed us. <laughs> Another one that I, I watched, um, I watched a lot. Uh, I saw the remake that came out recently, and I liked it. Um, was Fright Night. I liked Fright Night. I liked looking at the cover. Yeah, with the scream, the vampire yeah. over the house. Yeah, I used yeah. to love going to like Blockbuster Video and just pick up those, uh, yeah, the pictures. Just look at the pictures. And I still love doing that. Going yeah. to the record store and looking out the heavy metal. Uh, oh, yeah. Heavy metal albums. Knowing my mom would kick my ass if she saw me looking at It's those. a total ridiculous meme, and but it's like for real. There's this meme that's like, you know, kids these days. Kids these days. Yes, I'm saying that. Uh, no, but kids these days will never know how fucking lit it was to go to like a Blockbuster on a Friday night. Like, yeah. Kind of thing, especially like when you're younger and you go to a Blockbuster in the horror section like mm-hmm. just to sit there and look at all the things you're not gonna rent because they're not yeah. gonna let you or you're too scared to watch but you just want to look at them yeah like, yeah i love that show. all the time that yeah that was me and fright night was one that was great it was funny um one thing that i'm like really obsessed with and i want to do something on stage with it is i really love um like midnight horror uh tv hosts yeah mm-hmm. like elvira stuff like that and that was like there's a character in fright night that i really love who actually ends up saving the day and was kind of plays the van helsing character but it's this idea of this boy who lives next door to a man, this mysterious man who ends up being the, who is a vampire, but this boy who has this obsession with this man mm. so much that he he's ignoring his own girlfriend who's like very like laying it on thick, like really wants to like <laughs> hook up and really wants to be with him. And he's just too distracted 
and wants to be with and wants yeah. is obsessing over this guy, which is so she was the hag. That's what that was. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And then she Don't becomes a vampire him. at one point. It was the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, because uh, the vampire in the first Fright Night film, the vampire seduces the girlfriend, played by Amanda Burst, yep. a lesbian. From Married with Children. Yes. Oh. And then she has like this whole- Marcy? Has, Marcy. Yes. Yeah. And she Marcy's has, like, a teenager, yeah. And she has the glow up. Adult. And she has like the vampire glow up. Oh, yeah. Her, her blowout, her hair's <laughs> all- <laughs> I remember that. That was fabulous. <laughs> with the white chemise and like the, the makeup and I the like highlights. I like <laughs> <laughs> That was such a good movie. Yeah, it was. That was wow. such a such a good movie. I love it. I want to watch it. Marcy. <laughs> Vamp- she was hot. But, but vampires are all about sex. Yeah. All sex. Because they're animals. Because we have another one on here, too, which is vampire, which is actually two more. Uh, but uh, Interview. Interview with a vampire. Yeah. Gay. Yeah. Gay. So, the book was, too. So yeah. gay. Yeah. Right. Like this whole idea of like creating this family, the two men and then their little girl. And then the little yeah. girl. Who was the actress? The little girl. Kirsten, Kirsten Dunst. Dunst. It was her first film. Yeah, yeah. And they, 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 they like toddlers and Tierra the hell out of that little girl. <laughs> They're like, I curse you to have ringlets. <laughs> like, oh, I wish I was in that movie. For the ringlets. <laughs> For the ringlets. Oh, such a, it was. It was a pretty movie. It was a good movie. It's a cool movie. Is there something to be said about the fact that all of these queer films are based on novels? Because like oh, the, the some of you listed were like Silence of the Lambs is coming up. In case mm-hmm. you didn't know, yeah. Psycho was based on a book. Oh. Interview the Vampire, um, Nightmare on Elm Street two, the novelization. <laughs> <laughs> it was a book. No. It's on but it's on Audible it, but right now. In the eighties, you would have those books, that, the movies that would be turned into books. Yeah, like yeah. they're not novels, but they would have the novelization of Nightmare on Elm Street. No, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I met someone that that was his job to to to, tra- tra- to transfer to turn movies into <gasps> books. Oh my god, <laughs> he hated his job. <laughs> Because he probably didn't make very much money. They yeah. suck. <laughs> oh, man. Jaws. The Well, Jaws was a book, right? Wasn't Jaws, Jaws a book? Was a book. Jaws, Jaws was, was a book. Jaws uh, was a book. Jaws was a book. Jaws okay. was kind of scary. Is that that movie was gay. It was? <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> that, that big mouth. That big old queenie that big old fish. Queen. <laughs> a giant phallus comes and devours women. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we need a bigger boat. <laughs> and it just chows down on this old man, and you're like, okay, girl. Didn't gay. Didn't gay. Like, put some lipstick on didn't, that shark. Didn't. The one, and Universal, that's funny you say that. Universal Studios, that shark looks like it has lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> a mechanical shark that comes out. And it comes up and does a death drop back in the water. Oh, yeah. Do it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> to, to baby shark. <laughs> oh, God. In Jaws three, there is a wig snatch moment. So, in Jaws three, <laughs> no, there's yeah. not. You know, they should have uh, when Jaws meets Freddy, <laughs> <laughs> the Vogue battle. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this time they bring it to the floor. Carlos, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we lost Carlos on that one. Please come to my shows. Please, because no one else laughs like that. <laughs> it's like, bring it to the runway. And yeah. then here comes Jaws with his flips. Yeah, like with his <laughs> and it's the, it's the shark from yeah. the, the fucking the Katy, Katy Perry. Perry. <laughs> the Katy Perry shark. The Katy Perry shark. <laughs> Sizzle that wall. All, all to baby shark. Babe. The club remix. The club remix. Oh, that would be fabulous. Baby. There's, there, there's got to be one. There's, there's, gotta be, there's be a Banda right remix. Yeah. There is a Banda remix. That, which is amazing to me. Because <laughs> the guy has an accent singing it. It's oh, so it's funny so though. wonderful. Because I feel like most theater educators are like, 
why is this a thing? I at least me because like when that came out, it's like blowing up. I'm like, oh, every summer this is what we would listen to. And the Baby Shark, yes, the kids love it at summer theater yeah. summer camp. They love that shit. Really? Yeah, it's at least the camp that I taught. I'm surprised at. Uh, we haven't heard it. Oh my child's God. Play. I'm surprised. Yeah, I don't know. Well, maybe I don't know. I'm not in the class. Well, now, well, at least now you will. <laughs> no, we even heard it in the break room. And then right. the, the like so from the adults from the yeah, employees the, the adult, yeah and they once someone starts singing at the other uh, parents the parents in the room they're like oh no you didn't they're groaning they're like oh, no because we hear that all day it's so it. funny that it's a thing yeah baby shark it's so funny yeah I can't sometimes I don't have kids and just randomly that I don't know why that song gets in my head maybe it's a horror movie there oh my you God, go it's a plot there you go baby shark baby shark oh yeah it's the new seven days. Mommy shark. Oh, it's a scary. Stop it, Carlos. It's the yeah. Well, it's the new horror theme, right? You have the. It's the. It's in place of uh, Jason. The oh, ch- 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 <laughs> baby shark. Sh- 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 there you go. Baby shark. Mommy shark. You know. You know. It'd be scary if you're like on one of those ghost adventure thingies, and then and the. They have the tape recorder, and then when they play it back, that's what you hear. That's what you hear. <laughs> Baby shark. <laughs> oh, shit. But it's backwards. Yeah. It's like. Oh, my God. Did you guys ever do that? Shark. Uh, play your records backwards? <laughs> no, I never tried. I, I think I, Did you? Yeah, because I was like, oh, no. To what specifically? Like, to one that actually had a phrase on it? Or was this? No, because they were like, if you play the Kiss albums backwards, right? And my mom's like, no, you can't get near that because they're satanic, right? And I'm Ozzy Osbourne. But my uncle's. Had the album, so when I would go to my grandma's house, uh, um, I I tried to play them backwards. Oh, and I felt so guilty, <laughs> and I swear I would hear things. I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, it's the lyrics backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard the lyrics, <laughs> but it backwards. sounds weird. A chipmunk Christmas played backwards. <laughs> Kill your parents. Yeah, <laughs> like, I love it. I will say, <laughs> but let's. I will say we do have a mutual friend though who is such an expert on this topic that I would. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> Really? Who? Yes. Oh yeah. Who's we'll, this? We'll talk about it after the show. The, but the, like, let's finish playing records back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll come right back to that. Speaking of crazy music, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was not helpful. But okay, thanks. I appreciate the. the hey, you know what I was thinking, I'm you guys? The producer, okay. You know what I was thinking, you guys? When you guys were talking about Psycho and uh, and then um, they reshot it and he was masturbating. Yeah. But you said he, you heard it, you didn't see it. You, you don't see it. It's the same shot, but you hear the addition but, of that. What, like when you're in production, you're like, well, we need to make a sound that sounds like this. Right. What do they use? I don't know. I'd be like that chicken. That... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Vaseline and a cucumber. Uh, and it's done in Foley. Um... <laughs> yeah, but I'm just curious to know what, the, what it yeah, is. When, yeah, because I went on a Like two... that meeting. What's that meeting about? It might. What, the meaning? Or... Like the, no, the meeting. Or, like, or like, so how do oh, we. Yeah, you... Or was it like the overachiever? I got this boss. <laughs> just hook me up. Hook all me up with the mic. All of a sudden there's audio. No one asks. <laughs> it's like you want it to sound real or not <laughs> oh, God. Wow. i'll be right back he brings <laughs> he pulls out a magazine and some <laughs> some vaseline and Yikes. it's a play girl queer in it, film oh it's a play girl <laughs> <laughs> did they play girl still exist i don't know probably well i don't know that's I a good question know. considering hugh hefner died playboy barely exists but yeah hmm. you know i went to a, a bar and they had those um those uh, vending machines on the wall. It said, um, you know, they said like like 
condoms and Spanish fly and it's like you know those old timey things. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had one that said erotic photos. So I was like, well, oh, wow. I have to see what this is. <laughs> oh, did you? What so was I it? put two quarters in. I w- almost broke my arm turning that thing because no one's ever turned that thing. It's <laughs> yeah. so old. <laughs> yeah. And I turned it and a little box came out and I unfolded it. It was like tiny. Oh, do I have one? I did another one too. Uh, and I thought, fo- yeah, they come in this, right? It says temptation. Oh, this is the, this was a condom. But, um, <laughs> But Where was this at? But the and it's just like a, oh, it's like this uh, dive right down the street from my house. Oh, right? Okay, and uh, um, and this came out in this little box, right? That you fold open, right? It, it folds open, and uh, um, oh. and uh, and it was literally like it's a shocking erotic photos, right? I was like, what the hell is it? What could it be? I was expecting like a donkey or something. <laughs> no, no, it was just some girl with some big breasts. He was so old. It was boo. A <laughs> I know. Back then, it was shocking. Like, oh my gosh, yeah. she's so. Yeah. It's so old. It's a picture of Lillian Gish. <laughs> Shocking. She was a 19 uh, she was an actress during the turn of the century who went into talkies. Um Thank you for that. Thank you for that. So No, but look at this one. I unfolded, but it gives you a condom, but look how tiny the condom is. Appropriate. <laughs> you set yourself Woo! up for that one. I'm going to put this away. This is mine. <laughs> Hater, Hater's going to hate. <laughs> At least I'm getting some. Ooh. Banshee girl. <laughs> well, speaking of love, <laughs> there, um, another one on the list um, that I remember seeing a while back, and I think you could, s- you might be able to see it free on YouTube right now. It's called Heavenly Creatures. Heavenly Creatures was uh, Peter Jackson's first film, actually. And one of the first films I think uh, Peter Jackson? Kate, Kate Winslet did. Oh. And um, it's this, it's based off a true story. And it's about these two teenage girls that um, I guess you would say had kind of an unhealthy relationship. I mean, they, they just had strong imaginations and they were they had a, a deep love for each other yeah. to where uh, the, the adults around them began to be very concerned that they were gay oh. and tried to keep them apart. And uh, they were so upset about this. Um, and I mean, they really were falling for each other, but they were so upset about being separated that they figured the only way to stop this is to kill one of the girl's mother. And they they go on a walk with her at one point in the film and they end up like bashing her head in uh, with a rock. And then they both are caught and they go to trial and I believe they're yeah found guilty and go to prison. Or one of the girl who killed her mom, like it was her mom, I think yeah. she goes to prison I want to say the other girl maybe got off on it. I'm that sounds really like sure. a true story. It is a true story. Yeah. It's oh. based on a true story. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Lesbian love. Teenage love, right? Yeah. You know, that goes horribly wrong. Um, what was the other story? It's I'm sure it's been made into a film, but, but the, the two gay men who... There's one about Leopold and Lowell. That's the There one. we go. Leopold yeah. and Lowell. Oh, that was a movie, right? It was, a movie it was as real well. life. It was based on a real life situation where two young gay men, uh, rich gay men, yeah. too. who who by the way did not check their privilege and felt if they could be if uh, they thought they were smart enough to get away with a perfect murder, and so they killed like a twelve year old boy. Yeah, and uh, yeah, like Why? The, because they, they thought could. they could get away with it they, because oh. they had money oh. and they were snobs. So and uh, yeah, wow. and it was yeah. turned into like a film. Yeah, but that's, that was a, that was a that was a, rep, that was a gay representation murders. <laughs> it, does, it doesn't show up in the list. That's the funny part. I oh, mean, that. Like, well, it's a. I mean, I mean, it's a film, but I don't know if it was as good as Heavenly Creatures. Like Heavenly Creatures yeah. is a gorgeous movie. Like yeah. it's a. It's just Peter Jackson. I mean, it's. Just, it wasn't really a horror. It was more of a crime. Thriller. It was more of a crime thriller. But for Heavenly sure. Creatures, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and, and then it's Peter Jackson, so Lord of the Rings, you know, I mean, oh, his imagination just, it, because these girls were writers, they used to write, yeah. and and they would write these really, like, fantastical stories, so of course the film takes you on these fantastical journeys um, to just, yeah, show what was going on in their head, and yeah. some of it was amazing, and some of it was really dark. And if you want to see some crazy stuff that happened in Peter Jackson's head, I would invite you to see a horrible little film called Meet the Feebles. Oh yeah, Meet the Feebles. This oh, is like was supposed I to be one like, of like the worst puppet films, or one of the most offensive, like or just wrong. It was just really vulgar, and yeah. like I will let you discover it on your own. Or oh, I love it because yeah. I love vulgar. Yeah, it's, oh, it's like super crazy vulgar. Yeah, it's intense. Like it's all, and the whole cast is puppets. It's like literally like the the Muppet movie of like uh, of, of murder. It's just intense. So yeah, it's a. Uh, is uh, it like that one Netflix show, Big Um? Big Mouth? Yeah. Yeah, but... No. But I love no. that show. No, that's, I love that show. Just, no, that's a funny... Yeah, that's... That's so this. funny. Meet the Feebles is just weird. It's just... Uh, it's gross. just wrong. It's just grotesque. I mean, like, really just, you know, set a Sunday afternoon and... Be like, yeah, well, on the Sabbath, I won't watch that. Because <laughs> what, that's what you do. It, let's not pretend, okay? <laughs> you know what? I actually do watch scary movies on Sundays. Really? Like, 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 Yeah, I turn just... it on. Like, I wake up, I'm like, what... And the first one that pops up on Netflix, that's what I put on. I never finish them, but uh, they're all bad. But yeah, that's my Sunday. <laughs> Instead of going to church, it's terrible. Thank you. So I feel like, um, I don't know, I think the like as, as I'm just kind of like looking back on the list that, of stuff that we've talked about, like it's always, you know, the representation seems to like come out more and more and more. Um, but they still kind of live in this realm of being villains, right? They still live in that realm um, of, 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 of having that kind of feel. Um, the next one on the list is a weird one that I think most people um, kind of like wince at as like, really? But it's actually got an interesting message in it is the seed of Chucky. <laughs> right, exactly. That's, Ew. A, that's, a, that's always the, the reaction, right? We're going to skip right over Silence of the Lambs. Okay. No, no, we'll, we'll, go, we'll work our way and back. We'll go back. We'll go back. Rocky Horror Picture Show? Well, we'll go back to that. Seed of Chucky. Seed of Chucky. So Seed of Chucky is one that I always find interesting uh, because... Okay, so first you have Don Mancini who created you know, the Child's Play, or is one of the creators of the Child's Play like world um, and has directed like three or four of the of the films. Um, and he specifically wrote and did Seed of Chucky, which... Is the is one of the first? No, I don't know if I say first. I don't know if I can really say that, but it's one of the few times that you watch a character, their 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 child. So Chucky and uh, Jennifer Tilly's character. I can't remember. The, I love the, Jennifer Tilly, but I can't remember the the the, the doll's name. Jennifer yet. Tilly. Yeah, Jennifer Tilly's doll. <laughs> Anyways, they have a child together, and Chucky the child doll. is uh, intersex. And really, yeah, yes, yeah. I've never seen this. Yeah, and oh. they have a, they have a child named named Glenn, Glenn or Glenda. Like they don't know how to to identify, and that's the Glenn or Glenda title is a throwback to uh to an Ed Wood, Ed, Ed Wood film oh, that he yeah. did that was dealing with 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 uh, the same topic, yeah. and yeah. So essentially, like this film is a typical like Chucky film, but it's also another story of their son trying to find. Or not even son, to say their child finding their sexual identity, and kind of I think at the end walking away being non gender conforming. I yeah. think so. It's like addressing these trans issues in a horror film where you're like, where the hell is this coming from? <laughs> this is one hell of a subplot. <laughs> but it's really interesting to attack head on that kind of. He's um, like Stewie. 
<laughs> just like you don't know. Stewie knows who he is, girl. Yeah, Stewie's gay. <laughs> Step yeah. back. He is that bitch. I like when he's dressed in drag and he's like, this is the first time I've been here. And then they're they're like, they're calling him out. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's like, how do you feel, Stewie? I feel right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I feel right, Brian. I feel right. And he hates his mom. He, oh, it's like Psycho. Yeah. Well. Now see, same track. But see, the thing is, like, Seed of Chucky, like, yes, it's a horror film. Yes, I believe Glenn or Glenda kills as well in it to be closer to 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 their parents. Um, still villainous, but I think the story is interesting. Where, like, you mentioned, you know, Silence of the Lambs, like, Silence of the Lambs, terrifying film. Yeah, but also a very problematic representation yeah, yeah. of a trans yeah. character, right? Or a, or, he, or a queer character. Because he is definitely the villain. There's no redeeming quality to him. Whereas in uh, the character of Glenn slash Glenda, yeah. he's, he's essentially the protagonist. Right, 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 right. Yeah, what, what, why, um, I just wonder what the thought is there. Why is it so creepy that a person's trans? I don't think that it's creepy, but I think it's that well, that, this is this but, is the, no, go ahead, from go ahead. the reaction. I mean, just like when I watched that movie with people that are, I, I watched it. I think I watched it before I came out of the closet. Of uh, uh, silence, silence of the lambs. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, when you find out this person's trans, it was elevated. Um, no, yeah, yeah, like oh, that's so creepy. Mm. It, I would say on behalf of the heterosexual community, it's not so much that it was like gross. It was just weird. I mean, that's outside of the ball field. You're like, whoa, that's a topic I never thought about before. And then all of a sudden this character has a whole new dimension to them, which, you know, either makes them like, you know, more villainous or more compelling. I mean, I wouldn't have thought of that. Right. Like when he tucks himself and he's like, I'm like, whoa. You you haven't done that? You haven't done that before? My honest. Every guy has. God. Actually, it's not a lot. Um, but <laughs> every guy, I don't think it's about less. I don't know if it's about compelling. I think it's just let let's 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 try to make it weird. Which yeah, it's you know what I'm saying. Like I think I think it's it was a curveball that the writer put in more yeah, than it was a statement they're trying to make. Exactly, it's not yeah. making a statement. It's like let's let's how fucking crazy can we do this where it's problematic, right? Because yeah. then yeah. it's like shit. And then they make trans being a uh, a absolutely sick, an illness, like, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's a sickness, right? Mm-hmm. Only only the crazy people have yeah. that, and which is complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you know you know you have filmmakers that continue to push the genre, you know, when it comes to non-binary or trans characters. Um, that coming back to another vampire one is let the right one in, um, which is a really really Swedish film, I believe. Initially, it's also a play um, that actually they're doing at Stray Cat Theater ne- uh, this season, the end of this season. So I'm very curious to see how they do it because, um, but but the story is essentially about a, a kid who is um, bullied in school. It has got all this crazy stuff that he's dealing with at home. And he ends up meeting a vampire, a little girl who's a vampire, and they become friends. Or, uh, yeah, a little girl, they become friends, and she has her own, like, past that she's dealing with. And um, she ends up coming in and, like, helping him a lot. But as the story progresses, you realize, you know, their their friendship progresses. Things that are slowly revealed is is she's not a girl. She's not a girl or a boy. So it's it's this whole questioning as well of, oh. of, of yeah, yeah. Of, of a gender nonconforming or a, a trans character. Oh, now and it, I, I want to see this. And it goes beyond that, right? Like, Because it's not about the sexuality. Yeah. A, it's about the innocence and the connection and the love mm-hmm. between yeah. these two young people. Yeah. Um, she, one just happens to be a vampire. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's... <laughs> I, I don't know. I think one a, just happens to be a vampire. <laughs> by the way, real quick, spoiler alert to anyone listening... 
Oh, we have given away so many endings. Oh, yeah. So, like, <laughs> in my so... book, like, I mean, but come on. If you haven't seen it yet, these are old movies. They are. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Like, our two minute, like, synopsis are not doing these stories justice. Like, yeah. Watch them. They're, that's why they're on this list. Oh, yeah. The you know what me about Silence of the Lambs? Hmm. The thing that always sticks out is, like, when she's, uh, she's in the dark. Right, I think he's watching her. Oh yeah, is it, is it with, with the, the, with the, the lens? With, with the glasses? With yeah, the, and with she's the, trying to fill around. That happens now to me. I mean, not that situation. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> not that situation. But yeah, in my house, the the hallway, um, like something's wrong with the wiring or something. We can't get the lights to turn on, and uh, it might be a ghost. But um, uh, at in the at nighttime. Or even when the sun sets, it gets pitch black. I run into the wall all the time, so I'm feeling around trying to get <laughs> trying to get to the bathroom to turn on the light so I can see the rest of the way. And I always think of Silence of the Lambs. I'm like, what if someone's out sitting like watching in the corner you. watching me with there goggles, <laughs> with my cat Maya <laughs> <laughs> with goggles on? <laughs> Look at this dumbass. <laughs> but I think there's also um, a play as well in certain like. You know, queer representations in like horror and whatnot that you brought up earlier. Uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah, right. Like Rocky Horror. Why Picture... is that scary? It's not scary. It's not scary. I don't. It's th- I don't really. think it's scary at all. But it's I think campy. It's yeah. camp. I think it's a throw up to the horror genre, to the sci fi genre, and it's like queer, queer, queer. Yeah, everything. Energetically oh, yeah. queer. Like, yep. And that's you know that's always so much fun. Yeah, that's such a great one. And I mean, another one that as a film is actually I find intriguing and kind of scary. But now has a fun element in the queer world is the Baba Duke. Oh, yes! Because the, the Baba Duke, you know, it's a it's a you know creature that lives in a basement uh, that that is yeah. <laughs> well, well I'm not like going to give it all away. Out of the closet. What's but, up, Miss Words? I mean, but, like, well, that's go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, like, the Baba Duke, like, it, it became like a gay icon. Because it was like erroneously listed on Netflix. Yeah, yeah it was on accident. It was like by accident. Like someone like, accidentally listed it on Netflix funny. as an LGBTQ film, and then queers took Twitter yeah, and were yeah. like, girl. Yeah. And the queer yeah, nerds blah, blah, blah. said, well, that's right. This monster does come out of a closet. And then and then now Baba Duke is his queer icon. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Baba Duke. We are Baba Shook. <laughs> it's hilarious. Oh. I love it. And I, oh, man. Anytime I found a new uh, picture of gay Baba Duke. <laughs> I posted it because I loved it. It was so funny. And then I, you know what I love? Like, like, uh, uh, people's comments getting upset. Oh, now you have to turn this gay. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> How invested were you huh? in this movie that I you're know, upset that's what I by said. This? <laughs> Okay. Yes, I do. My Thank family you. was Baba Duke. What? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like the movie. <laughs> but when it came out, I was like, okay, I'll give you a second chance. <laughs> you're one like, of my people. <laughs> Like really? Okay. Yeah. I'm like, oh god, it's amazing. Add it to the queue. Yeah. <laughs> One movie that I just saw recently. I mean, it's not part of the list, but just to kind of go off like films that are like continuing to go. Um, I just saw last night. Um, my friend Dahmer. Oh, oh god, I'm yeah. out. I'm out. Yeah, that was oh, an interesting yeah. one. Yeah, I have. Not- I didn't see all of it. It's I enjoyed it. I mean, I don't. Uh, I, but I think it's it's. I, I want to read the graphic novel. I mean, that's really what I want to read. That's oh. the scary one. Also, yeah. that because I read the book. I mean, I read the graphic novel. I didn't read. I skimmed through it, and there is some. First off, the artwork is disorienting. Oh yeah, I bet. Like, shaking. I'm like just the way that they draw. It's like some sort of like. It looks like crumb. Kind yes, of stuff. absolutely. Oh. And, but it's it's so much more just like when you understand the context of it and you re- and look at the artwork. It's it it really kind of like creeps you out right. and like um does it i mean because and the ending is the scariest 
I mean, no one dies, but the ending of My Friend Dahmer, the graphic novel, is so just like unsettling. Oh, I want to yeah. read it. Oh, do you want me to spoil it for you? Uh, no. Sure. How does the movie end? I'll put it that way. How does the movie end? Uh, the movie actually ends with um, him picking up his first victim, and they drive away in the sunset, essentially. Okay. And then they kind of like say, it's a romance. this is what happened. Yeah. Like, this is what happened to Stephen Hicks. Yeah. This is his oh. first victim. In the graphic novel, they stop before they get to the murders. The last thing that Jeffrey Dahmer does is he catches a fish and he puts it and like he catches it, takes it off the hook and it's flopping around on the ground. And then he takes like a little pen knife and he starts cutting it up. Oh, see, now that part's in the film, but in a different part. Oh, it's at the very end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because like you see the lead up to who he was and how he came to be who he was. And the last thing that he does is he's cutting up this animal and they're asking him, why did you do that? And he just looks at him. He says, I wanted to see what it looked like on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that ending. So that's the first. Is that the first? That's how the book ends. The entire book. Yeah. So see, that, that exact scene is in the film, but it's like in the middle. Oh. He's like fishing with friends and that happens. And they just kind of like, that was like kind of the twist for his friends when his friends were like, something's wrong with this kid. Um, so he didn't, he didn't cut it to clean the fish? No. He cut it to chop it up. He just chopped it up. Oh. It's, it's, it's really, it's a really interesting film. Um, it's actually the kid, the kid who plays Dahmer is the one who plays um, Harvey in, uh, uh, he's a Disney and Sabrina, and Sabrina, Sabrina, Sabrina Teenage yeah. Witch. Yeah. He's a Disney actor. Disney yeah, actor. he is a Disney actor. He's great. Yeah. He's. Yeah. Gr- I thought he was great. I thought it was an interesting movie. It's you know, and then the the comic book artist, the friend, is the brother from Hereditary. Um, he, yeah, that's him. Um, okay, and yeah, no, it was a, it was a. I, I enjoyed it, but it's like another thing, right? You know, just queer, just queer. Don't want to say icon, but this queer character, this queer, this queer icon, man, yeah. queer, you know, queer serial killer, <laughs> yeah. who is synonymous for killing. Well, people love serial killers. Yeah, yeah, and the whole culture. And you watch just his like progression as a awkward teenager in high school, his home life, his school life. Did we? Did they have any Jeffrey Dahmer stuff at the Museum of Death? Because we went to the they Museum must, of Death. They must have. Was it the? Is it? Was that what it was called? Yeah, yeah. Museum of Death in L.A. Yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. We 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 stayed extra because I told Ricky we have to leave early. He's like, well, we we gotta go. To we gotta go to the Museum of Death before we go. It's on the way out. Said, We're not gonna get out of L.A. <laughs> We're gonna get stuck in traffic. And we did get stuck in traffic. <laughs> yeah, but and Ricky fell I apart. Was, I was really mad. Yeah. <laughs> However, Museum of Death was worth it. It was worth it though. Do we know of any other queer films that are not on this list? I mean, there are tons. There's a million of them. There's a ton more. But is there anything that? Oh, ticked off trannies with knives. Oh my God! So yeah, you you mentioned this one. <laughs> I've heard of this. Yeah, but no, tell us about this well, one. Well, I don't know too much about the storyline. <laughs> I, I, I didn't really watch it, but uh, uh but, but there's th- but there are local queens in it, right? Well, this girl is what one of the queens in there is uh, Erica Andrews, and she I knew her when I lived in San Antonio. She was like a celebrity there, right? Oh. And it was like the first time I was exposed to like real like like um like real fishy queens. Right, and fishy, and fishy means for right, those who like, don't know. Uh, I, yeah, and that's a term she would use. Right, but she's but, a fishy queen. Like, um, but how, how would you describe a fishy queen? Like, yeah, she could like, pass. She could like, go. She would go to. She could go to the store in the daytime, and people would think she's a woman. Got it. Yeah. So, um, and she was beautiful and an amazing entertainer. Oh my gosh, Ricky, I have to tell you one time that she was fabulous. One time at this nightclub, they out of the ceiling, they they brought her. She, her hands were tied. <laughs> And uh, she had like little pasties, and then a uh, little thing covering her her 
her hoo hoo, and, uh, <laughs> and and she was tied with her with her hands up like that, right, like bound, right, and right. they brought her down out of the ceiling. Wow. That was the beginning of our number. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. like, I am in for a show. I, I am in for a show. And then one time, I think she just needed to go t- t- to cross the stage because there was this one club that had like a full stage, right? A full, uh, yeah, curtains and backstage and the homies, right. right? But um, uh, I think she just needed to cross the stage. Um, while the queen was on, right? Right. The other queen was on, and like the music stopped. It was like perfect timing, and then the music stopped, and you saw the light shine on her behind the curtain, and it was her silhouette, right? Uh-huh. And you saw her banging body because she's beautiful, and uh, uh, um, you saw her silhouette, and the queens, everyone in the audience went nuts. And wow! All she did was walk across the stage, and people fell apart. It was the best performance I've ever seen. <laughs> 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 yes, but she passed away. It was so sad, but yeah, but uh, yeah, she was in this movie, and she got a lot of heat for being in it because of the title. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's yeah. It was. I just remember it was a bunch of girls, and they murdered people <laughs> i mean it was a, it, it was a mean, bad movie but I mean, uh, it's, I mean it's like a throw up to uh faster pussycat kill kill kind of film yeah. kind of like exploitation Rush Meyer kind of things like exploitation well kind of it says that a group of a group of trannies are violently, violently bashed and left for dead like a revenge film yeah the surviving uh ladies regain consciousness confidence and courage ready to seek out revenge on the ones who attack them yeah so, yeah, yeah yeah totally totally and like and and those who are uh RuPaul's Drag Race, Drag Race fans. Yeah, Willem, Willem's in there. Yeah, Willem's in it. Yeah. Check it out. Yeah. <laughs> Dicked off trannies with knives. Yeah. And, and you, but, but you find that even in theater, as we were talking about this earlier before we started recording, was you find that, yes, we have this beautiful list of films that are here and queer representing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, maybe most of that list is through subtext and being subversive. But a lot of times you find that us as the queer community, you go underground and do films like ticked off trannies with knives or you do plays like uh, lesbians, uh, vampire lesbians of Sodom by Charles Bush. Or pink flamingos. Pink flamingos. You do the work of John Waters, you know, you know, so you start to, you know, you find outlets to express yourselves. And a lot of times there are, I'm sure there's a canon of horror films that we don't know about. And I, and I mean, anyone who's interested in continuing to like look at this work specifically queer centric totally check out um like catch up with peaches christ who is a, oh i love her who's a drag queen in san francisco yeah. and like her she like lives in the world of like camp horror and john waters and stuff and like all the work that she does promotes work like that yeah. so she'd be she definitely have a running show for a very long time in san yeah. francisco oh yeah yeah she's still she's still doing her thing like i know every year she is a big participant in like their big haunted house that they do in san yeah. francisco i think it's at the an old bank i think they do it at so she's like very immersed in that horror queer world which is really cool <laughs> <laughs> but but i mean i think with that you know that's kind of the sana sana right oh well, you know, yeah i mean that's the, 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 the say well they say i think um i don't know i think uh i don't know i don't know i don't know i'm, I'm losing my words y'all I think I, I think you know ha- ha- having this send up to 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 horror to queer horror and to continue to forge you know and move forward and being unapologetically queer in this kind of work and we're seeing it I think that I think society is is accepting yeah. it more and more and more I mean I think it's been ex- accepting it since the seventies as far yeah. as like you know that kind of representation but now it's like 
queerness is being able to control the narrative. You know, you see that in work um, like American Horror Story where, you know, it's deliberately horror and it's deliberately queer and mm-hmm. fabulous on purpose. Yeah. Um, and I think just keep moving forward and, 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 and how do we, so we're seeing this really great push with work by Jordan Peele with us and, and get out, you know, where, where do we find more of that? Um, I'm curious to know who it will be, who will continue this POC queer narrative, queer POC queer horror narrative, like what that will look like. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think we're moving forward and I think we're doing some really, cool stuff i don't know so if that's be, necessarily a sign. be unapologetic be unapologetic be queer be, apo- be scary <laughs> and be brown hey gaga's a little monster <laughs> and remember if you hear the door creak if you see the lights flicker if it feels like something's there it's not your imagination Run, perras! It's the cuckoo! Oh my gosh! Oh my, oh my god, god, you got it on the first time! Oh Was it right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.